Currently, I am the executive board member at large and maintenance for ATU Local 113. I represent approximately 4,000 maintenance workers that work for the TTC, uh, anywhere from uh, janitor to a coach technician, which is a bus mechanic, uh, plumbers, roofers, carpenters, uh, train mechanics, streetcar mechanics, uh, cleaners, uh, various things. Um, I also sit on the national body now. I was elected as the Financial Secretary Treasurer for ATU Canada, which is our national body. I also sit on the Executive Board for Toronto and York District Region Labour Council, which is the biggest Labour Council in North America. Uh, we represent over 220,000 people, wow. which is in Toronto and York Region. And I also sit on the Executive Board for LEC, which is Labour Education Centre. Uh, which is sort of like a feeder program into uh, the trades for people that are uh, marginalized and racialized. Uh, English might not be their first language, so we try to give them tools that equip them so that they can enter the workforce almost seamlessly. We didn't what? scare you off the uh, last time. No. Honestly, I'd, I'd like to start off by saying I'm honored and privileged to do this again. Um, surrounded with great company. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah, baby. Good. Look I at guess I guess he has people over today or I, something. He's I, got good company. He's, he's, yeah. Who's he talking about? Somebody, somebody's so, over, maybe. So I'm on vacation this week, actually, no from work. Uh, but it's a working vacation. And we'll get into a little more about what I've been doing during this week and what I plan on doing for the rest of this week. Um, but okay, I'll just get into it. Work, but, right. but, but let's just go for, from there first. Are Hold you on. still with the Hold TTC? For, he's not with the TTC. He's with the union the that union, represents right. members of the TTC. More important okay? than so the So Aleem is coming in today as a perspective of, of transit and the, the plan that we have in the city of Toronto. We have an upcoming right election. Now. We're going to oh. talk, talk about that. We're going to get labor type of uh, union stuff. Whatever yes. Aline wants to talk about, we're on board. He's the what guy to talk to. What a mess. But just, yes. let's just, just before we get into all this, a working vacation. Please describe what the difference f- between a working vacation yeah. and normal life. Oh. <laughs> okay, so um, let's start off with this. So currently, I am the executive board member at large in maintenance for ATU Local 113. I represent approximately 4,000 maintenance workers that work for the TTC, uh, anywhere from uh, janitor to a coach technician, which is a bus mechanic, uh, plumbers, roofers, carpenters, uh, train mechanics, streetcar mechanics, uh, cleaners, uh, various things. Um, I also sit on the national body now. I was elected as the financial secretary treasurer for ATU Canada which is our national body. I also sit on the executive board for Toronto and York District Region Labour Council, which is the biggest labour council in North America. Uh, We represent over 220,000 people, which is in Toronto and York Region. And I also sit on the executive board for LEC, which is Labour Education Centre, which is sort of like a feeder program into uh, the trades for people that are uh, marginalised and racialised uh, English might not be their first language, so we try to give them tools 
that equip them so that they can enter the workforce almost seamlessly, if that makes sense. Bro, do you know, this is why you have to have a working vacation, man. You got too much shit going on. Okay, so getting into When when I was going to get my answer there, but you gave it to me. That's a working vacation. So getting into a working vacation. So I just want to explain. Um, Because of all my rules, I have meetings day and night, eight days a week. Um, I took time off from my regular position, which is the AT Local 113 position. Um, to canvas this week for city council of candidates. So we do have a municipal election coming up soon. Advanced voting is available right now. And if you don't advance vote, then I need people to vote on October 24th. Can't I go and like, like mail in vote, but yes. it's like a drop box? Yes, you can mail in your ballots. Yeah. Uh, but, you, but, there, but there's also a drop legit, box too, yeah. right? So I don't actually have to go into a place to advance i can literally just get a, a ballot fill it out and go and drop it off at any time starting like last week or something this week i believe you had to do that in advance but it's possible yeah. to still do it now yeah can i vote for tk with this system uh he's not for the election <laughs> no but can i use can i say i'm tk and i'm voting no for... no no uh that would be city fraud. Of toronto elections won't let you do that that would be fraud that only happens in the states daryl so what do they mail us our ballots? Did we get that already? They Do sent we... you a voter's card. Uh, if you give me a second. I don't know where I that is. Yeah, I got it. I know what it is. Yeah, you Did got you a voter's it? card. It's registered to your address. Correct. And then you might have had an opportunity to say, I'm going to mail it in. You can just walk into like a community center, right? Show Correct. them your ID. Certain yes. days, yeah. I voted for the first time last last election. Welcome to the Urban Toronto Pro Monthly Report. I'm economist Ash Navabi. In this month's report, developers proposed 5.48 million square feet of gross floor area in nine new development applications to the City of Toronto. This represents a 25% drop in GFA proposed over the same month last year. Developers also proposed 13% fewer units, as well as 14% less residential GFA per unit. This decrease in activity was largely driven by interest rate hikes by the Bank of Canada. But borrowing costs weren't the only thing rising in 2022. Continued inflation meant construction costs were also on the rise, as well as drops in demand meant increases in uncertainty about the future of the market. For a complete breakdown of these numbers and figures, as well as up-to-date news and information about the development industry in the GTA, visit urbantoronto.ca. And for a virtual election? I don't, I don't even remember who was I, I was going for f- Ford. I think I yeah. voted for, I don't remember. Okay. It's never, it's never it didn't make a to difference, but never hopefully this time it will. Let's go. So, so who, are I backing? who are we backing? I, I want to tell you this. Okay. Um, I know for the provincial election, we had a significantly low voter turnout, um, mm-hmm. which gave mm. the conservative party a majority government. Um, I am a little biased. But that's okay. So I won't get too much into my politics, but we will talk about politics. But how do you uh, know those people who didn't show up wouldn't have all voted for conservatives? I I I actually don't know, but I know right? what the voter turnout was. Yeah. So maybe it it, it it still would have worked out the same way. It's it's quite possible. I'm telling yeah. you, it is very possible. Just being the devil's advocate here. No, that's, and that's such fine. a devil. Yeah. That, 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 that's why we have these conversations, right? Like it's important for people and like i mean like from every spectrum to understand the significance of voting for elected officials 
Uh, I'm in an elected position, so I understand it completely. Um, but this is how we impact change. So if you want, like the question we ask people is, what do you want your city to look like? Okay. And I'll give you examples. Do you get your garbage picked up? Every yes. city, city function. Do you take the TTC? City no. function. I just well, did. A, it was fantastic. I'm glad you said that. I took the shepherd line for the first time ever. Uh, yeah, it's good. Other than the stairs, the nice line. it yeah. was beautiful. Yeah. So I was actually in the ward yesterday with uh, city councilor Shelly Carroll. So she is the incumbent. She's running, seeking re-election again. I was mm -hmm. actually out at her office, uh, dropping literature off in Toronto community housing and talking to people about the importance of voting in this upcoming municipal election. So I took a video of on the TTC the other day of a guy screaming at a baby that was crying. It's pretty interesting. Uh, so Check. a lot of a lot of things <laughs> happen on, on our system. I mean, he the baby was, should know better that there's other people on the. On he the thought so. He thought yeah. so. You should uh, you should go on my Twitter and check out that video. It's amazing. And then it just yeah. ended, and like nobody really realized. I hear it was going I hear on. there's a shortage though. There's a shortage this uh, election as well, and the shortage this time is candidates. Shortage um, so, of candidates. Yeah. Correct. So really? so there is significantly less candidates. I feel like there's less boards like in on everybody's lawns. I don't see a ton of them. Do you? There used to be like things everywhere. Lawn signs. Vote for this guy. Vote for that guy. There's only like six this time. So I guess it all depends on where you live. Yeah, um, that's true. Because certain areas are really popular Littered. with signs. Yeah, I mm -hmm. see more on one corner than like ever before. Really? Like one corner, it'll be so like weird. Each guy has got like five or six signs. But maybe I think, you know, you're just not looking the same way. I don't way pay attention. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. might be an issue as well. Right? But yeah. I, I, I remember actually the other day driving uh, and looking and, and, and seeing like where there would normally be like a ton and just seeing a few and going, wow. I wonder, yeah. maybe it's not that close. Anyway, they'll ramp, they'll ramp it up more. My perception is usually what, what are the big topics? So you were talking, you were going down that road already. What's important to you? What are the hot topics for this year's municipal election? Mm. Okay, so you're talking to a transit rep. Mm -hmm. So obviously, number one on, on my priority list would be public transit. What does that mean, though? What, what does that mean? Number one on your list for public transit is what? Okay, so we want more accessible, reliable, safe transit. Now, there are a lot of things going on, but let's talk about the big one, we'll call it. The screaming Eglin babies. Eglinton Crosstown. Oh, yes, let's talk about this. Is it open? <laughs> it is not. Oh, so, really? So, and they are already working on the Finch Crosstown, which is in the west end of the city. Mm -hmm. um, and, and look... If you look at just what's happened in the last couple of years, all right? So we had a huge world-changing pandemic, which in my opinion, in the city of Toronto, more specifically, but everywhere in the world, but more specifically in Toronto, showed austerity. So certain areas were not, and certain people were not given the same luxuries, and maybe luxury is not the word, but vaccinations, listen, whether you wanted them or not, uh, that's a different story for a different topic, maybe a different, for a different show even. But how many people have, were, were, had them accessible to them, okay? In neighborhoods in the city of Toronto, 
certain areas were given priorities. Certain people had more access to vaccinations where other people in other wards of the city did not have that. Then that also showed a big gap. So not just when it comes to vaccinations, but people were isolated, right? Everyone was, you couldn't go out and do your normal things. And, and, and it, it, there was a huge financial burden on not just our city, but our province and our country. Now, that brings us to municipal elections. We are going to be, there's a budget for the city. They don't have a lot of money. I'm telling you, they don't. So things like that you may not use, but people around you and things that you don't even think of that you use are going to see possibly service cuts. For example, transit, uh, healthcare, um, public services. So like libraries, uh, city programs for your kids, summer camps, after school programs, things like that. And, and, and you know what, to, to people, I don't have any children. So those things, but you know, I have aging parents like many of us do. And, and I want them to have access to those things because as they get older, I, I want them to still be involved with their community. I want them to have those options to go to play crib or ballroom dancing at our local community center. Like these programs may not get the funding because of the shortfall of money. Now, when we talk about transit, they've put in a lot of money into the Eglinton Crosstown. And I know I'm on, we're talking about- Who has put a lot of money into the Eglinton Crosstown? So the, that, that is a provincial project. That's a province exactly. project, Metro yeah. Lakes. Yeah. But the, the city has a big part in what that means. So for example, now the Eglinton Crosstown, when it's up and running, it's, it's dedicated tracks, okay? Which- in my opinion, isn't the greatest idea where it's located because it's in the middle block. So my grandparents have to cross a major street, Eglinton, to get to the middle island to get on transit, which is considered the fast lane. I don't understand why they wouldn't have done it on the outside, the curb lane, so that yeah, none of like these in people, Europe, yeah, so that none of these people have to cross major traffic, and transit is always in the slow lane. Yeah. Right. That's what you want. Yeah. That, uh, at least that's what I would want. Right. So, but if you look at what happened with Edmonton, so people. Who plans this stuff? Like, what were they thinking? Well, they, they modeled it off of the St. Clair. Uh, Correct. The right away at St. Clair. Yeah. Correct. And they, they didn't learn their lesson because that, that, that wasn't operating long enough, I guess, for them to get that feedback. And they, and they probably designed this Eglinton LRT years ago. It, not only that, but look, yeah. it, it, it's about a funding model as well, right? Still it's dumb. E it's easier to rip out two center lanes or three center lanes than it is to rip out two outside lanes. Mm. You're there uh, already. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I was thinking you were you were saying? I get it now. On the outside, one east, one west. The curve. I was thinking both like east the bike and west lanes. on the south side. Correct. Yeah. That's how Similar to the bike lanes. No, yeah, it yeah, would be yeah, in yeah. the bike lanes. But no, yeah, the yeah, bike yeah. lanes are way more important. Are the bike lanes even a topic in this municipal? I hear people talking yes. about it. And is this really, or is somebody going to vote because of the stance that a um, counselor has on bike lanes? Bro, have uh, you ever like opened your door by accident and a biker be nearby? These guys are serious and they will go 
crazy. I think transit's way more important than bike lanes. Absolutely. I think property tax is way more important than bike lanes. So I we're going to talk about that as well. All but these I'll things you, that, yeah. I'll tell you about the bike lanes, right? So I was talking to a city council candidate uh, who's running in uh, Danforth in that area. And mm, they were telling me hot. about how they there's bike lanes. And they were saying how that when they were talking to one of their constituents, a constituent was really mad about the bike lanes because their elder parent had a stroke. Mm -hmm. And because of the traffic constricted to one lane and having priority bike lanes and Cafe Teal, I think it's called, where they have like those outdoor patios set up. Yeah. Their, their elderly parent didn't get to the hospital in time. Wow. And passed, unfortunately, because the ambulance couldn't get through the traffic. Yep. Right. Which is yep. like, so, so I'm not saying that people, everyone's pro bike lanes, but there are people that are anti bike lanes. I think on the Danforth, because taste of Danforth was canceled specifically because of these bike lanes, that's going to be a, a, a hot topic. So, right. In other areas, not as much. And the Danforth, I can imagine someone making a decision or some counselor uh, candidate um, uh, winning or, or, or basing the whole platform is off of bike lanes and actually getting a, a good amount of support. We're going to we're going to get rid of all bike lanes if you vote for me. Is that a, so a lot of people are looking at uh, the environment? And I think a lot of people are 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 looking at reducing their carbon footprint. Mm. Okay. So uh, it, transit, bike lanes, like, you know, these kind of things speak we, volumes. You know what I was thinking? It's funny. The other day, uh, uh, like we only have one car in our family, but I grew up, there was four of us in my house and all of us had cars, right? Like I grew up, each one of us had a car in our house when we were 16 or 18, I forget. Uh, and now it's like we're we, there's four of us and four driver age people in this house and we have one car and we're more than able to manage that and we take the ttc I, I, and uber i have a question right and this i think applies to you too daryl and aleem you'll have the the data on it is the reason that i don't use transit because of the area that i live in or is you know it, like is that is that the factor like if i live somewhere else would i use transit more well, you live in an area where buses are the transit, so that sucks. But even even your neighborhood TTC. too, Daryl, like even yours, you know, you've got no. to get to the the. I go around to Shepherd Station. It's like two minutes around the corner, right? And where I used to live, I was a five where minute walk live, from was, Finch was, Station, close, right? Yeah, and yeah. that's but that's when the use of the the TTC kicked up a a, a few notches, right? It's that yeah. proximity too makes it like lovely to use, but like so I had a meeting downtown. I took the subway down was beautiful, but then I got on the streetcar and the streetcar. I was like, I could walk faster than this. If I like I'm running late, I should get off and go. Right. So so it's like the subway is so beautiful and accessible and it's fast. I mean, until there's a screw up, that's always a pain in the butt. But like if you live too far, it's just buses are your options. I got to think that that's a serious deterrent unless you have to that you don't have a choice to take a bus. I got to think. So 70% of the TTC's ridership comes from BRT, bus rapid transit. So those are people, TK, in our neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 70%. Okay. So that's, that has that's to be. Not, that's all you have. You I got... could live then anywhere in the city, like downtown, and I would still drive my car because that's just me. 
my, well, my job I've, and my style or whatever. Listen, I, I think that's, that's a contributing factor, but I think if it was more accessible for you, yeah. you, you might resort to it a little more. Like, mm. you know, maybe not to go get your groceries because you don't want to lug four bags around on the subway system. But I could. You, you could see me you carry grocery could. bags. And, 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 you know, you talked about um, the need. So, yeah. so if you look at what's going on right now, and, and there is labor shortages across the world. I mean, across the world. Mm-hmm. I, I come from a skilled and some semi-skilled workers. Now we're noticing like in the trades, especially, okay? We're having a hard time finding, attracting, and retaining talent. Now, I'll just talk about facts. If you look at the private sector unions, that have just negotiated their collective bargaining agreements, some of them have gotten upwards of 8% increases. Why is that? They are building. They need to build. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like, I just have some things, but like housing affordability remains a serious issue in the G. What was the increase? Did you say 8%? 8%. That's not even enough though. Like it's crazy and it's not even enough. Preaching to the choir. Inflation right now is at what? Feeding the fire. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah so so the, the province has introduced something called bill 124 which caps provincial unions at a one percent increase yeah. for wages and benefits Ooh, it's worse it's worse than Criminal. being a landlord it's yeah. this is horrible <laughs> okay amazing so really so with that being with that being said that passed or it's yeah how did you guys let that pass? How is that we, possible? We tried, but you have a majority provincial government, and they're going yeah. to do things. Whoa, to... we got to bust this up, they're, right? They're gonna, they're gonna keep. Hold on. Uh, did we answer listen, the question? They, Who are we uh, backing? What, what, right what, what was the platform again? When the conservatives ran, they they want to build, like they want businesses to come. We're open for business. Open for business. We're open for business. That's the message, right? That come is. here and your employees will work for less. <laughs> but what business? What business? Because if you look at some of our friends that own small businesses, some yeah. of them are really thriving and others have shut down. Like it, mm. it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, mm. And like, you know, like I'm looking at just, if you look at what's happening, look, we, we've done polling. Okay. And 71% of the GTA believes the municipality should focus on increasing supply of homes for mm-hmm. sale and rent, not reducing the demand. Okay. So what does that mean? You're going to have to build more. So I start off with what, what kind of city do you want to live in? So we want people living here and working here. So there's zoning laws that are very important. This will be a topic in the upcoming municipal election. Mm-hmm. So you have employment lands everything's zoned. So in certain areas, you have zoning laws that say, hey, you can only have employment lands here. Now, I'm I'm a a trade unionist from the labor movement. I'm not advocating for getting rid of employment lands, not at all. But there are old factories that are sitting there not doing anything. So do, do I say, hey, get rid of those and make them condos? No, I'm not okay with that. But we maybe need to look at mixed zoning. So you want people in your area, your ward, to work and live in the same area, okay? Therefore, people have the option of using transit to get to and from work because it's accessible and they don't have to go far. 
-hmm. So it's important. So you want employment lands to stay where they are because you want people, uh, and I think I mentioned this on the last time I was on the show, but every $1 invested in public transit in turn brings back $3 into the local economy. Is okay. that true? 100%. When, when the LRT goes three times over budget, can that still actually be the case? Or is it based on the original budget? We haven't done that amount? study yet, Daryl. Yeah, come on. We haven't, we're going to figure study. that one out, right? We haven't been approved to yeah, study the, the study. All the other studies, this is what it's, the number it's is. It's not up and running yet, study. right? Yeah. It's not up and running. And if you're looking at it, like a lot of businesses you know, are, are, are changing. Like, but that just are... sounds like a bunch of shit though. That dollar to $3 thing. It can't be possible. Especially. Uh, hey, listen, listen, we've done this. We talked about it. It was, it was, we, we did this last episode, the, the, the value of real estate that's increased near those transit opportunities, the job creation. The Is that what growth, it's counting? All everything that, that they can count. Of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Fine. So, so these are some of the things like, and if you look at it, like, Look at the Danforth, like you know, like the subways. Look at Bloor, like Danforth zoning. I was just, I just had a meeting about that the other day. It's the dumbest thing ever. You, you can't do anything because every all the all the mixed use lots are a hundred feet deep, and then you have angular planes coming from both sides, and you got subway stops and major transit hubs, and it's like you can't do anything. Yeah. So uh, look, we, these are things that are going to be hot button topics, right, in this upcoming municipal election. What and are they talking like, about? What are they saying about this? So, yeah, it's so, a real estate show. What What do you know about the housing topics in the election? Give so us some insiders, some insider uh, scoop here. Affordable housing. So, I, look, I I talk to city councilors on a regular basis. Uh, it's just it's a big part of what I do. Political advocacy is a huge part of the union movement and the labor movement. Uh, we need to advocate for our people, and the best way to do that is by lobbying and building relationships with our elected officials. So if you look at certain wards, affordable housing units. So now there are things like community benefit agreements. So if you're going to build, let's say a huge condo, let's say 40 stories, there is something that we have put in place that states that you have to hire at least 10% from that neighborhood. So people in that neighborhood have to work on that project. Oh, boy. Whoa. Yikes. Like, have you seen some of these neighborhoods? They're building it? <laughs> hey, listen, I'm just telling you because then the people Whoa. can't. It's hard enough to, to find people it. already, though. Isn't that like going to limit the amount of this is available sounding labor? Silly. No, because you can, get, you can get people from outside, but you want people. And I'm not saying you just hire somebody that walks down <laughs> hey, hey you you live here <laughs> you know how you know how to work a, a, like they have, a they, have mixer. To have, they have to have skills qualifications like you know yeah. that we're we're looking for certain individuals right Another now thing, though aren't we grabbing anybody we can hire honestly like you're saying you like but this is a thing like it's a good this, idea it, it makes i don't sense. know if it's a good idea or no it it's sense. it's in in theory it makes it makes sense that community gets to benefit from any construction and all that kind of stuff. If we have sure. an abundance yeah, yeah, yeah. of labor, right? Yeah. The issue well, becomes the, the labor shortages. Plus, it, plus it's, it's about work-life balance too, right? Like, I, I listen, some of us have the luxury of working from home. And, and with COVID, a lot of people get that luxury. Mm -hmm. Some people don't actually think it's a luxury because they don't want to spend more time with their family. And mm -hmm. you're noticing people can't unplug. So I'm getting emails at 10 o'clock at night now. You know, because 
these Welcome people are taking world. care of their kids during the day yeah. and doing what they have to do. And then at nighttime, when they put their kids down, that's their time to get onto their laptops, answer emails. And like, I'm not expected to be working for my employer 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but I'm one of those people that has, well, I, I might have an addiction to work, but that's you're okay. Work you're committed. No, you're a, you're a very, but this is how it is now for your, your, um, uh, what are the union people called that you represent? What do you call them? Uh, I'm sorry. Say that again. The, the members of the union. Yeah. What do you call them? You, so you would, my membership. They're not your constituents. They would be. No, they're, they're my membership. Members. Your membership. Yeah. yeah okay. Members. So you're, yeah, your members. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you're you're a strong advocate for your members. You got to do what you got to do. Ha I have to be. That's why I'm elected, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, listen, we yesterday I had a membership meeting. I'm on mm -hmm. vacation, but I still went. Is but membership I, up or down? Uh, right now, our numbers are actually pretty good. Right now, we have. During COVID, we had zero layoffs on the maintenance side. Mm. Really? They, they did lay off a couple operators, but they're all back now. And we're noticing that the TT is hiring more uh, women and people of color. Okay? Especially in driver, uh, like operator roles. You see what's happening here, though? We got women, people of color. They got to live in this neighborhood. It's like it's thinning the skill pool considerably. Potentially, it could be opening it up too. But do you, like, I don't know. Do you need to make decisions based on all of those things? Is this really where we're at? So I, I, I think you have to. I uh, like. Uh, I look. We work for. I work for a good company. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, our labor relations suck with our company, and I have to say that I work for a good company. I really do because of my wages, my pension, my benefits, but. You know, things are changing, but that's okay. That's a different story for a different day. But the positions that we're hiring for, like, let's say an operator position, it, I've got to be careful how I say this, but it, it's a semi-skilled position. They don't need to go to college or university to become a driver. Mm. Okay? So, so we're not trying to win the World Series. We're just trying to fill some seats. Listen, at the same time, you want the operators similar to police similar to fire similar mm. to anything you want the people in those positions to reflect the neighborhoods that they live in and work in i don't care about that bro i want my police and my fireman to be the best fireman possible i don't care if he's black or iranian or a girl or thinks it's a girl like i don't give a shit i just want him to put the fire out so I, I get that. Save my shit. I get that. Fast. But, but society's changing and, and that's yeah. no longer acceptable. This is I think, crazy. I think in the communities that he's talking about, Daryl, they feel differently. I'm Correct. sure they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure that isn't going to be like, uh, 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 like uh, people will not like that I said that, I'm sure. Right. No, listen. Hey, okay. No one watches this show, anyways. Well, no, don't say that. Don't say all that. three but, of them. But, but Aline, the 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 housing part of this. Sorry, I just want to make sure we stay yeah, yeah, and finish this that. this one this one side. Um, this this labor issue. I mean, and everything else too. This is this is sort of to because it's kind of related to transit, right? Like you're saying, work from home or work near your neighborhoods or work in your neighborhoods and all that kind of stuff. This is what you're leading to here. Is like this is the platform is how can we allow for more jobs to be created in the neighborhoods that the people live therefore taking stress off the 
subway and transit systems mm. requiring less transit overall that's so interesting that people can all have a better and more enjoyable city to live in where but that's they but that's crazy because they're given the density where the transit is less less cars on the road right less cars that, on the road so i'm happy that, because there's less cars for me i'm yeah. not impacted in the higher density neighborhoods and, Nothing and changes. you know what and you don't and, need the transit but you're right near yeah, yeah. and most of us what most the of hell us, is that all about most of us care about work-life balance Okay, so yeah. like you want to be able to work and come home and spend time with your family, right? Yeah. Mm. So if you look at your proximity of where you live and where you work, the closer you are, the less time you spend in your commute. And if there's reliable transit that's accessible to you, then you can jump on the system and be at work in 10 to 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And you're back home in 10 to 20 minutes. Therefore, your commute is in an hour and a half. Yeah. Driving yeah. from Bowmanville to Yorkdale Mall, which takes you an hour and a half at peak rush hour in the morning. And mm -hmm. you finish work and you're like, oh, and you drive back in peak rush hour, getting back to Bowmanville, for example. Mm -hmm. When you get home, you're tired, you're frustrated, you've been sitting in traffic. You take it out on your family. It, it, it's human nature. Right? It seems like this to me, Aleem, and I definitely am not the expert on this topic at all, but it seems like what we used to promise in the campaign would, you know, Scarborough subways and you're going to have a subway, you're going to have this walk down into the subway, you're going to get right to work just like the people on Young Street do, right? Then everyone realized, okay, that's not possible, right? Like we can't do this. And so we've got some other alternatives. The guy in Bowmanville isn't thinking that's going to happen any day soon. So in order for a campaign to work and a platform to be attractive, they're now saying like, look, we know we can't get you any closer to your job, but perhaps we can bring more work closer to your home. So if you look at Go Transit, yeah. they're going out to Bowmanville now. Because yeah. those people are screaming, hey, yeah. how do we get to work? I don't want to have to drive an hour and a half. <laughs> how, yeah. how do I get to work or why did I move to Bowmanville? Well, that, 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 that's an issue too. Or right? both. <laughs> and it, and it but goes a lot of back, construction guys, right? It, That's their it, thing. Is, yeah. It goes back to housing affordability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So like, I, I was what saying, are they doing? What are they doing? So now, housing affordability. Okay. So when we talk about municipal elections, right? Yeah. Like topics that are going to be of importance. Right now, no city council, not the mayor, because it's not popular to talk about, but property tax. I'm telling you, you're seeing inflation Too going low. up. You're seeing interest rates climbing and and I, I don't know if you saw but in the states i think yesterday or today 8.2 percent after five interest rate hikes mm -hmm. like listen we typically follow suit mm -hmm. uh, the stock market is taking a, a shit kicking uh like you know real estate in toronto if you look the the market is i i don't know i'll leave this to you guys but i'm going to say right, tell us what is the market i, I think it's plateaued a bit right like you're seeing a slight drop in prices for detached homes like and, and something else that ha has been proposed and if you talk to a lot of city councillors they won't admit to it uh, but there's whispers about a proposed luxury home tax okay so mm -hmm. what 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 does that what does mean that mean yeah so if you're in the upper echelon let's say you live in over um, th over three million Let's is that say, it? Well, I, listen, 
it, it's still being talked about right now. Yeah. But but the city is in a deficit and is going to need money. Is this yes. how we know if people are in the upper echelon if they have a three million dollar value house or more it's it's going to be like the new bragging rights right so instead of getting like you know like whatever type of car or clothes or anything like that you can just so like warren buffett luxury tax warren buffett wouldn't luxury taxes he wouldn't qualify because he lives in a little piece of crap still Uh, well he lives but what does he own Ah. (laughs) right so but but like these are things like you know and and they're not going to talk about this prior to an election because people are already trying to make ends meet uh, like, look, I, uh, my workforce, and, and I, I've got to get out there and talk to them. So I was out on night shift last week talking to a member, mm-hmm. a, a young individual, really not that young, but 29 years old. That, That's fucking young. Well, younger, okay, who has less than two years seniority. Sorry, I'm just silencing my phone. Um, that has less than two years seniority and was saying how he's living with his friend Okay, in his basement and giving him $1,500 a month. Okay, he makes good money with us, but he's saying, Aline, I'll never be able to catch up. I will never be able to save money for a down payment to buy a house in the neighborhood that I rent in where I want to continue living because my friends, my family, my routine is here. He says, I think I might be living in this basement for the rest of my life as long as my body will let me stay. And this is a person that has a, a decent job, good pension, good benefits, good wages. But the, the housing affordability crisis, crisis in Toronto is crazy. Like, I mean, like it is, it's ludicrous. People can't afford to live in our city. So there's a lot of speculators, okay? And if you look at the Eglinton Crosstown, people bought thinking that, hey, in three years, five years, that, hey, once I buy this property at a discounted rate and this transit plan comes through, I'm going to be making money hand over fist, not knowing we're going to enter a global pandemic and that the Eglinton Crosstown was going to take way more time than what it is. A little more time. So the speculators now are, some of them are eating crow. Because they've overextended now. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Right? So now, I think if we, if I remember correctly, we talked about Kingston Road in Eglinton? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that is at the start of Eglinton, right? If you drive on Eglinton right now, it's a disaster. A disaster. Some parts are a disaster. Like if you go west of Kennedy. Kennedy, yeah, Kennedy yeah. is a fucking like, mess. It is, right? It is. I, I just picture people running across and getting electrocuted by those tracks. <laughs> like, it seems just so... And the maintenance of the grass has got to cost the city, yeah. like, so much money. Like, who I don't understand why they're even doing with that. This? But I don't know why they're doing so that. So dumb. But, but if you look, like, those are dense areas. And majority of those people... Look, if you look, on Eglinton, there's tons of buildings tons now those people that live in those condos apartments typically and i'm not saying everybody but typically are trying to make ends meet so if they can Hmm. they gotta afford a car they gotta afford parking gas car insurance 
Those are four things. If you do your own budget, and I don't need to know what that number is, but you're doing it in your head right now. You got to have a phone first, a phone and internets before all that stuff these days. So, but what do those four things cost you a month? Now, if people are working, okay, let's say they all don't have good jobs. They're not all doctors and lawyers. Some of them are public servants. Can they afford that? No. So you have to rely on transit. You have to, just because they can't afford it. So (coughs) you talk about how transit impacts real estate and how affordable housing impacts the people in our neighborhoods. So these are, these are their direct correlations with transit, with work, with housing, and so on and so forth. So these people don't want better transit. They need, they need better public transit because they can't afford those four items. Mm-hmm. Right? So these are like important things. And I'm just telling you, like, you talked about, Daryl, you talked about voting in the last provincial election for the first time. We have had generally low voter turnout. People are disengaged, disenfranchised. They're sure. saying, oh, it's not going to make a difference who I vote for. I'm just going to tell you something. City council, municipal politics, factually, has the lowest voter turnout. Okay? Lowest mm-hmm. in comparison to provincial elections and federal elections. Now, some of these votes are decided by less than 100 votes. Okay? So we, as the labor movement, advocate to get people elected. We tell our members, we tell the working class, hey, we can win these elections and change what our city looks like. So we put out endorsements, right? These are things. So elections that are won by less than 100 votes, less than 1,000 votes. If we have, and, and we've done this research, I've post-coded my membership. So I know that in Scarborough Rouge Park, where myself and TK live, I have approximately 400 people that work for the TTC or have worked for the TTC, okay? And if I can get 50% of them to vote, that's 200 voters, that could decide an election. At the same time, the post office union has done the same thing and they have 373. I don't know the exact number, but I'm just saying. And the IBEW, okay, which is electrical workers, has 242 people. And if they can get 50% of their membership to vote in this upcoming election, and I just want to show you something. So we go through a vetting process. So like we have candidates endorsed in each ward that will help the labor movement. Now they come through a process with us where they sit down, we ask them questions on affordable housing, uh, public transit, contracting out, garbage, Mm -hmm. Things of, so it's not just like, oh, we like this person, we'll support them. We look at their voting records, if they've been on city council, how they vote. So a big topic was... Ooh, dig deep, right? You find out. You're saying one thing, but you're doing another. So we, we also endorse school board trustees. Yeah. You know what I did was really cool, Aline? Um This morning, just because I wanted to read up on a few things before we did this show, I went on to the Toronto Star... Um, can't remember what they call it, but it was basically to tell me who I should vote for. So I entered a 30 question questionnaire 
Yeah. And I filled out all the answers, what's important to me, what's not. And then they gave me the candidates that I should vote for based on mayor. It all leads to I the same in. guy, but no, 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 they were good. <laughs> and they even shared with me like what those, what those candidates um, had responded to the same questions that I had responded to. Right. Like it was pretty yeah, neat. Sure. It does. Okay. No, it was good. I, it was, I, you yeah, got right. to sit down and have a coffee with yeah. you and talk about that. Yeah, it's not, it's, you think it's skewed? You think they just they just put the people on that? Come that, on, uh, they yeah, want no, to win. The Toronto Star has no influence at all, and they don't use it for anything. I'm pretty ever. naive, so that's definitely possible. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I don't think possible. you're I don't think you're naive, but look, look. Um, but I bought it, and I and I not I bought it, but I I filled uh, it out, and I definitely don't agree with the person that they said was the mayor that I should choose. Um, but I did agree with the <laughs> really. Counselor. So weird. Must have been yeah. super in that. It was a close. It was a so, close. So the, the polling. Did it tell you to vote for Punwasi for mayor? No, no, he wasn't on the list. Him and I don't agree. So polling costs money. So yeah. who's doing the polling? Who's okay. doing the polling? Yeah. That, that's very important. I'm telling yeah. you, very important. Yeah, who this is, guy decided not to answer. Yeah, he, he refused to answer. I don't know what he wants okay. to do. Okay. And, and so. And like, how come this, this other candidate's not on my, uh, my, my, yeah, I my didn't ballot see his name on the here. list. Yeah. What's yeah. going on? So the, the city of Toronto, and I'm not saying either way, right. But yeah. who's paying for the polling and then mm. the information, like it's, it's, are they polling everybody? They can't. Why it's isn't it just a Twitter poll? Why, why, why can't we own, we have to be verified on Twitter and then we do a Twitter poll and only verified accounts can vote. Boom. Boom. I don't have Twitter, other shit. so I can't vote. And I can't vote. That's right. Yes, yeah, neither I, of you can vote. Sorry. I hate Twitter. Have a nice um, day. Aleem, uh, devil's advocate. But hold on. If I can't like get to the voting booth by the time I'm supposed to, for some reason, I can't vote either. You can mail it in. You can mail go to advance polling. How do you trust a mail-in vote for real? How do you trust a Twitter vote? How do you trust any of this? How do you trust shit? the lady at the with the box and the little envelope? You know, you never I know. Trust her. Last for. time, I thought she was going to steal all those. Pencils I'm joking. I'm sure. joking. The election system in Canada is very correct. Uh, rigid. It's very, very good, actually. But yeah, you're right. right. Aline, not... devil's devil's advocate, and I want to hear your answer. Yeah, and this is for you. Okay, how do your members know that the uh, questions and polling that you've done with the uh, candidates that you guys endorse has been done correctly and honestly, without any bias. Okay, so so I'm, I'm glad you asked that. And there's a two-part answer there, okay? Does anybody have to pay to get in that pamphlet there? No, okay. no, not at all. Um, first of all, I'm in an elected position. So I would hope a majority of my membership trust me, okay? That's why I've been reelected. Hey, they see my work ethic. Whether they like me or not, they, they, they a lot of people respect me and see what I do sort of behind the scenes and some people see it up front. So, so they mm -hmm. trust me. So they might not be a part of that process, but they trust me. But I'm, I, the second part to that answer is not all of my membership. Okay. That I represent is pro labor. So some of them might have their spouse or their parents that are what they may believe or what they, what they are part of the, upper echelon so they might own businesses and who knows so i can't tell them oh yeah you should be voting pro-labor because some of those issues that impact their house directly aren't pro-labor issues okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so some of these people you know maybe their spouse or they're in the trades and they have a side business who knows but 
daycare isn't an issue for them because some of them live in a nice house and have a live in yeah. nanny. So daycare is not an issue. So when I talk about these issues, I, I, it's not like my membership, I, I'm not Moses. Right? It's not like a part to see and everyone just follows me, right? Some of my people don't agree with my politics. So, so it's hard, but I'll tell you, it's the best thing for us is when I walk into a work location and I talk to somebody about politics and they argue with me because they're on the other end of the spectrum. I love that. That means that that person is engaged, whether they see my point of view or not, but they're engaged. The problem is when I walk into a work location and I talk about city council and who we're endorsing they and the person says, yeah. and they walk away, that yeah. sucks for me because they're not engaged. So I got to do a better job of getting them engaged. Mm. I got to talk to them about, hey, you know, look, I'll give you a really good example. Downtown core, okay? How many splash pads do they have? Not 20. enough, I'm guessing. I think tons. Because in Scarborough Rouge Park, I don't have that many. Mm. So the people that live in our area, TK, okay? A lot of them are renting basements, families, and don't have access to those same privileges as the downtown core. The splash pad has become a God-given right in the city of Toronto. Buddy, uh, Daryl, I, if, I'm, if I'm living in a basement with my family, yeah. I, don't have, I, I, I don't have access to a backyard pool. I don't have that. Yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. So my kids, like every other kid, are sweating in the middle of summer. But what did we do before there were splash pad parks? So now what? what the housing crisis wasn't as bad. And that More too, people had backyards. Right? More so people like, had backyards. So mm -hmm. where are people flocking to? Because now you look at it. And it's like, hey, you want those amenities. You want, you, you want your kids to have access to a public library. You want them to have access to a splash pad. You want them to be able to take transit to go to concerts. So what are we talking about? Are we talking about people that are making like six figures or living in basements in Scarborough right now with their families? So I, I the average. Or are income, we talking like a forty thousand dollar to forty thousand dollar incomes combined? Like what are we talking about here? So so the average income right now in Toronto for the average person is yeah. forty seven thousand dollars. Forty seven thousand for the average. That means there's a lot of people under forty seven thousand dollars. And, right? and people above, but average. So that's that's your medium. Sure. That's, Can you that's, afford a house with a pool at forty seven thousand dollars? I don't. Can you? But can you afford anything? No, so, how is it so low? How is this possible? And then how it is it really low? How is it so so okay? So the numbers are ridiculously low, obviously, like in real life. And now their way of killing demand is by destroying the labor market, right? This is their plan, as far as I can tell. Um, by destroying demand, but thereby destroying the labor markets and the need for more demand. Like, like this is this is going to get like pretty messed up, won't it? This is going to be a real, I, I, like this end game is just a disaster right now. Like we have labor shortages, but they're trying to destroy the demand. And finally wages are starting to get up to a point that might be able to afford somewhere to live. And they're just going to destroy all of that. So and places look, won't get more affordable. You won't be able to afford a place because rates went up. That's obvious, right? So what the hell is going to be? It's going to get worse now. 
So I, I don't have. We can't idea. vote our yeah. We can't vote our way out of this thing right now, and especially when we give how long is a term? Four years, five years yeah, here. Four years, four years. So a four-year term, you can't get anything done in four years, and then you're gone after that, and all your momentum's destroyed. Like the system is stacked against us. It's a systemic problem. How, what can somebody do really in four years? Like uh, that actually makes a big difference right now. Like, but look how I long think, it takes to get anything through anywhere. So I'll tell you, I, I, I'm elected into a three-year term. Three-year okay? term, yeah. So so now, and I think about this all the time. I'm, I'm elected by my peers. I'm in a rented seat. So if I lose my election, I go back to the floor to those same working conditions that I helped negotiate. Okay? So in the forefront and the back of my mind, I constantly keep that in there saying, hey, I need to do what's best for my members, similar to what a city council has to do. What's best for their constituents? Hey, these people, affordable housing. So you talk about four years. Well, if you do some, because you're not going to please everybody. This is the some thing. of the right things. Yeah, you can do and, some stuff. But like, and, look, even your incentives are not in line with the government's incentives, right? So like everybody is pushing and pulling in all these different directions. And like, listen, let's be honest. The, the labor unions, like they are a benefit to the members for sure. And maybe to the community at large, but they also... They work against the community in some cases where they push up labor and prices and things. And like th there are detriments to having labor unions as well. They're probably more beneficial overall, but like there's this all these constant pushes and pulls in different directions. And like in four years, if you're pulling one way, right, because of your constituency and the MPs pulling another way, what gets done in four years? So I, I, look, I. I'm going to disagree with you, obviously. Yeah, you know please. What I, yeah. I have to disagree with you, but I, I can give you facts. Look at what's going on in the United States. People are dying. I mean, dying to get organized. So Amazon, Starbucks, but this stuff's hitting the front page of... Sure. Amazon. No, and it's a big problem. And listen, I get it. So, but... Okay, so now Amazon, let's say they unionize, right? What happens to pricing at Amazon? Because it's not going down. And what happens to the consumers? They have to absorb those prices, which means it's just, it keeps the spiral going. And there's no, there's nothing working together to find this equilibrium point. Everybody's pulling in their own direction. That's how the system works. So you are pulling to the benefit of your and your constituents, which makes sense. And the MPs doing the same thing. And me in the private sector, I'm trying to make the most money and do the best for my people and myself and TK and his association. Like everybody's pulling in their own direction. There has to be a different system. Like we can keep fucking around within the system and doing a little bit here and a little bit there, but the system is the problem. The system and the incentives within it are totally Maybe misaligned. the system is what you just described, Daryl, is the pushing and pulling. And the people who have the best representation for pushing and pulling are the ones who get the best end of it, right? And that's Yeah, just, but we don't get the best people in the best positions, right? Well, so we don't get people that. To elect. That's why it's so important to vote. That's why it's so mm. important to have the right representation at the union. That's why it's important for us to care about these but things. But you're not... This is the system. I agree but with you're, you. But that... you're voting for Sonny Chu to get like Ford in. You don't want Sonny Chu in. 
but he's well, the conservative guy in your area. You have to vote for to get the guy you want in. So you got these layers of he's going to think about my, but he's going to think about my best interest for my particular area in regards to the topics that Doug Ford, for example, is in charge of. Maybe right? not. Maybe Public not. transit, affordable housing. Things yeah. like that. So you yeah, maybe they're support. misaligned on a couple of important things, but you what want you do is Ford. You go on the Toronto Star website, you answer the questions, and they'll tell you who to <laughs> and vote they'll for. they'll tell you who to That's vote it. for. Okay, okay. so, so, so Daryl, just uh, to put things into perspective here, okay? And, yeah, and I agree yeah. with you. Hey, maybe unions do drive up the cost of labor, but what drives That's up the cost? Big input. <laughs> but listen, what drives up the cost of consumer spending? Because right now, how much are you paying for gas? How much are you oh. paying for a house? Yeah. everything's going up so you could say oh yeah yeah the, the labor movement is driving up but even if there wasn't oh, it's a the labor the movement, puzzle. those prices are still going up and to. more people are getting left behind that's why sure. there is a big push for people to get organized because during covid but it's a hamster wheel. Do you see? It just it, it eats itself. It just constantly feeds and eats itself into oblivion. This is so I get it, but you, you know, like I, I don't I, I don't want to insinuate this, but I'm I'm just gonna to try to paint you a bit of a picture. Yeah. We I live in a neighborhood where there is community housing. Okay. Those people shop at the same grocery stores as me, pump gas at the same places. Uh, go to school with our kids. I don't have kids, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. These things impact our neighborhood. Now, if you are well-to-do and your kids have more luxuries, their peers, their classmates, see those things, okay? And I'm not talking about a communist market, but the, the, the wedge... Okay, that's being driven between the rich and the poor. And back in the day, there was a huge middle working class. Now yeah. you're starting to see that shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink. So you're either rich, like really rich, or you're really poor. And you know what? Those people are in our neighborhoods, the rich and the poor. And it's like, hey, you know, like I, I, I I'm a big advocate for public school, okay? Like, I, I think our kids should go to public school. I grew up in public school. Uh, that's how I met TK. Like, you know, like, hey, I, I have a lot of great stories. Uh, okay, <laughs> oh, was bad, yeah. maybe it wasn't a good example about TK. <laughs> no, but, but these are things. I was so a like, poor you kid, know, when, right? Yeah. Okay. Home with one when shoe. We, Come. When we talk about these issues, like... At least these, he had one shoe. These municipal politics impact directly our neighborhoods, directly. Whether you agree or disagree or internalize or factor it, it directly impacts us. Sure. I'm just telling you, you know, and then it's like, all right, uh, Daryl, me and you don't have a great relationship. TK invited me onto the show. Why is that? Because I have a relationship with him. I've sure. built that relationship with him. Similar to what I'm telling you is I advocate and try to build relationships with city councils. So when an issue comes up regarding public transit and they have to vote on an issue, yeah. it's it's not this guy from ATU Local 113. Sure. Office. It's, it's uh, hey, Halim, how are you? Yeah. Okay. So you were talking about how, you know, the system. 
Well, I invest time, money, resources into helping certain individuals that are going to advocate for us. Sure. Okay? It's called lobbying. That's exactly what it is. And, right. and these are important things. So when I advocate, and, and labor issues are also affordable housing issues. So like, I, I'm just telling you, people are screaming that yeah. there isn't enough affordable housing. In it's, it's there. I, I don't disagree with anything you say. Like, well, these are all major monster problems that all need to get solved. The problem is the solutions more often than not, or the people that are coming up with the solutions aren't qualified to make these solutions. Like they're not like you who are in the actual community and pumping gas with the people. They are like in a way different community than their constituents. And they don't, I mean, they all, again, it comes down to the incentive. Like what's the MP's incentive to stay in office, right? So what's he going to do? Whatever it fucking takes to stay in office. Right. This is how elected officials behave. Like nobody but goes out and says like, oh, I did my part in four years. I'm out of here. But that's Dang. how you get reelected or not. So the system, again, is what is there to protect people. Right. It's like if you don't do the job, I, this is the same thing. We actually talked about this for commission for real we estate, we, but we talked about it for commission for real estate. So I'll give you if somebody is not providing a service that's at the level of what their fee is, is, is justifying. Right they will not be able to stay in business. And therefore, it's an open market when it comes to real estate commissions. Politicians are the same thing. It's an open market. If you don't do what you say you're going to do, John Tory right now is not over committing on transit. He's basically just saying like, we're going to basically do exactly what we've already promised and I'm not promising you guys anymore because he's been doing this now two terms and he doesn't get anything more done than he than he thinks he can get done because he knows how challenging it is. And all these other people are like, oh, we're going to da 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 and I, I don't know what those promises are, but they're making promises they can't keep, which means if they got elected, we'll find out later on that they were lying and we wouldn't elect them again. So I, I do think there's a system. I don't think the system works. I don't think it's perfect. But I think that the system's there for a reason. And, and Aline knows the rules of the game. I think that's he's very good at it. That's why he's elected. I think sure. you know the rules of the game, Daryl, very well on the development side. Sure, and that's sure. why you're getting your jobs done, like your deals done and stuff like that too, right? There's systems in place here. There's, there's horrible systems in place all over the place. And I think, listen, we can make little bits of, of a difference that we can make these little changes that are that are important there's no doubt but if we're all like we're we're like we're like doctors we're like we're putting band-aids on things instead like we're we're treating we're not treating the problem we just keep treating all these symptoms somebody at some point has to get to the root of the problem and again it's like what where where is where's even the incentive to be a politician for god's sakes like not you don't like have but this is not the like thing be, yeah. you don't it we vote for the lesser of two evils we don't go that guy's the fucking best i got to vote for him he's going to save everything it's like oh fuck who are we who are you voting for yeah it kind of makes sense to me all right uh, some 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 um wards only have one counselor it's right crazy. That, and the people the that list. are empowered, just they don't even have anybody to vote fucking, for. Oh, so, it's, so I, I'm just sad. Listen, I, I, I know we're coming close to that, but I just want to tell you, uh, I'm starting to see it more and more. Like, I, I'm not giving you younger uh, people, I'm giving you facts. Like, I'm in these neighborhoods, I'm talking to these people, and more and more people are screaming at the top of their lungs about being left behind. So, are they are they going to vote? 
listen, I, I'm telling you, I, I think you're going to see majority of those people that are being left behind get out to vote because to vote. they can't there do anything else. There was one, there was one guy on the things. mayor. There was one guy on the mayor list. I looked up all the candidates for the mayor and it's like a long list, right? For mayor. And his email was like, such and such at demair.com. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, right? Like, I'm sure it's whatever, it's creative, <laughs> but I'm just, you know, giving you insight into anybody uh, can run what? for a uh, uh, municipal election, right? When's the next anybody, one? Anybody let's can go. run for any election. TK, let's do election. this next time. Yeah. Well, TK I think we've got a good platform. For, for and Aleem, when you decide to run for politics, because you're, you're, you're great at what go. you do. We'll have you back on the show and we'll make sure that people, our listeners, our viewers, our wonderful subscribers, if you have subscribed, if you haven't subscribed to the show, please ask yourself, dig deep in your soul. Why are you not voting? Because basically that's that? what you're doing by not subscribing. Yeah, to you're not show. voting for TK. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll have you back and we'll always give you this platform, Malim, because uh, awesome. wealth of knowledge. What a and, great uh, conversation. We appreciate, really appreciate all the time and effort. Uh, I'm going to be done without the two of you as well, so. Absolutely. Small part. We're a small part.